It's time for the Alien Conspiracy Podcast. We are your hosts, Agent ETA. Agent Ether. Agent Kruger. And Agent Anderson. Come along as we examine UFO sightings, conspiracies, and all things strange. You can follow the show on Twitter at AlienConPod. We also have an email address, AlienConPod at ProtonMail.com. We would love to hear from you. Speaking of emails, we have a few from listeners that I'd like to read this week. First, we have a UFO sighting from a listener named Russ. He wrote us in with this fascinating story. He says, I was driving home after working late. Behind our house is a golf course with public paths, and this white ball dropped down and went behind trees. There was a huge flash that lit the trees up, and I thought, oh shit, a meteor. Went to put my foot down to get home, grab my torch, and go find it, and all of a sudden, at the exact same speed as it came down, a red ball just flew straight up. It was a perfect sphere moving as a plane flying overhead seems to fly, not the actual speed, but the speed it appears to be going. I went out the next day and searched everywhere on that golf course I could before I got shouted at and told to leave. I couldn't see anything. Really strange. Not saying aliens, but I ain't got a Scooby what it was. Thanks, Russ. That was a really cool story. And uh, to just to translate for people who are not familiar with the vernacular, a, uh, a torch is actually a flashlight uh, um, from, I'm assuming this person, they said the city they're from. I didn't look it up, but I won't say it on the air. But I'm assuming they're from uh, over in England or Great Britain or whichever uh, because over there they call flashlights torches. Just a little fun little trivia for you there. All right. And the next one is actually somebody who wrote in. This is from Selena, an expert and scholar in ancient Egypt. She wrote in a little bit about uh, about the pyramids. I've edited the letter a little bit for brevity. The pyramids as a basic concept are tombs that were made from a material that the ancient Egyptians believed would keep forever. If the final resting place of the dead had the potential to withstand eternity, so too would their spirits, referred to as Ak, A-K-H, by the ancients, and so their place in the afterlife was solidified. Uh, I was chatting back and forth with her about information encoded in the structures and in the pyramids and whatnot. She said, The ancient Egyptians were fantastic at tracking celestial bodies, their temple complexes around funerary monuments is evident of this, so it wouldn't be entirely improbable that some of this knowledge was incorporated into the physical design. However, with saying that, given the technology that was required for us as a human race to discover the speed of light, I just sincerely doubt the civilization had access to that information. The ancient Egyptians in themselves were incredible mathematicians and astrologers, and a lot of their buildings follow things like the sun and the moon, two integral parts of their religion and day-to-day -day life. An example is how they constructed their peristyle courtyards and temples, and their symbolism for the dark and light areas. All right, well, right on, Selena. Thanks a lot for illuminating us on this topic, because, you know, we're we're just kind of bullshitting about stuff. We don't really know that much about it in depth. So we really appreciate it when people write in and help, you know, kind of fill in the gaps or just educate us on stuff. All right. So now that that's out of the way, 
we will get to the show as soon as Agent Ether gets back from whatever the hell she's doing. So anyways, what's this week's episode about? It's this week we are doing the Varginha UFO slash alien event from 1996. I think, right? Is that what we're doing this week? Yep. Yes. Well, that's what I took notes on. Guys, guys. January 20th, 1996, yeah. baby. I can't tell because I wrote all my notes in pencil, which was definitely so, a mistake. This, this so, week. and this this event, I think it's important to also say that this event didn't just happen like on tw- uh, January twentieth. That was like the the main date that like so, like the some of the main events happened. But there was a lot of stuff um, before and after, particularly after some of the uh, interesting stories um, that happened, like uh, that supposedly was uh, linked to this this encounter, this first uh, main event. And uh, there, there are there are so many different stories and testimonies and uh, recounts of what had supposedly happened surrounding this event. It's a uh, it's pretty damn interesting. Now I'll, I'll just say up front, there's not like a really anything in the way of like hard evidence that you could really draw upon when, when you're talking about this event. But this event. Um, you know, it involves a lot of different entities, uh, you know, regular, regular residents, military doctors, uh, you know, uh, you know, and stuff like that. And, um, it's a, it's a pretty damn interesting story. Like, uh, if, if you want to just be all, all in, you know, like, uh, you know, I think our, our spirit animal on this show, um, if I can make a recommendation would probably be Dan Aykroyd. So like, well, I, I mean, just, <laughs> well, sometimes I, yeah, I just want to be all in baby, you know? Yeah, he he's definitely. Um, remember, I said before he's the he's what I say he's the Godfather or something of the Godfather, show. Godfather, yeah, yeah. I, you know, and I said he'd never agree to it, but I'm going to say it anyways. <laughs> well, I mean, should but, he be the Godfather or the uh, the spirit animal? I mean, hey, either which way. But yeah, like you're saying that often this one's criticized for not having hard evidence, you know, like pieces of UFOs or photographs or whatever. But what we do have is we have multiple independent witnesses. We have a lot of different people who don't know each other, all reporting very similar or basically the same things. Yeah. Uh, They, they saw the things in isolation, a lot of the people. So it's not like there was a UFO hovering above a city and thousands of people saw it. Like, you, you know, in some cases that happens, and this one, it's a little more, it's a little different. You have multiple witnesses, but they didn't necessarily all see something at the same time. So let's start at the beginning, midnight on January 20th in 1996. Supposedly, NORAD warned Sindacta, C-I-N-D-A-C-T-A, which is Brazil's version of NORAD. So NORAD sent them a warning of an incoming UFO, which is sort of interesting because uh, it, this is one of those details that was supposedly leaked and we don't really know if it was true or not but uh let's just say for the sake of argument that it was they had an incoming ufo and some reports say that they said that it was coming into crash which i'm not sure about that how would they possibly know something like that unless they were able to somehow damage it themselves but i don't know anyways a little bit later at about 1 14 well exactly 1 14 a.m actually Eurico de Freitas, who's a farmer, he's he wakes up because he hears his cattle going nuts out in the field. He looks up at his alarm clock and he notices the time, which is 1.14 a.m. That's how we have an exact time. Uh, so he looks outside of his window and he sees that his cattle are running all over the place and they're all very agitated. His wife, uh, his wife Oralina, was also there. 
they look, when they're looking out, they notice a cigar-shaped craft giving off a faint light hovering silently above the cattle. It sort of moves in a rocking motion, and it's about 20 feet off the ground, and they can see a smoke or fog coming out of what they assume is the backside of the thing. And this is this has got to be my probably my favorite part of the entire case, is Eureka see, sees the thing and he says... There's a submarine above my pasture. <laughs> you know, um, I don't, I don't know, uh, but I mean, just imagine like if that's your reaction. You go, why is there a submarine floating above my backyard, freaking out my animals? I don't know. It's kind of weird, it, but it's fun. I love that line. <laughs> so they stayed inside and watched it for about forty-five minutes, and it went slowly over a ridge in the distance towards Varginha. And that that was probably the most well. That's really the only super credible UFO sighting I could see. The rest of the witnesses, they didn't really see UFOs so much as just aliens and strange creatures. Yeah, well, it's it is kind of crazy though, because like uh, I mean, they 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 sat there and watched it supposedly for forty to forty five minutes from like their that's, window. That's a that's a long period period of observation you know i mean that's a yeah that, that thing must have been moving pretty slow i think right yeah they said that it looked like it was maybe not moving right or that it was uh damaged and oh yeah, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. remember it had like the smoke coming out of it too so maybe yeah. there was something mechanically wrong with it and it could only move at a very very slow pace and then it you know kind of went off to the distance over towards varginha and then presumably yeah, yeah. it crashed over there yeah, so so the uh, from what I understand, the neighborhood um, in vagina, uh, Virgin, Var, Varjain, Varjain, yeah, uh, <laughs> how, how are you, how, however you pronounce that shit, um, there, there's this uh, neighborhood that uh, supposedly it crashed next to, named uh, Jardim Andreas uh, or Andreas. Do you know how to pronounce that? Andreas, uh, Jardim Andreri or something. It's like a park area between two neighborhoods is what i read yeah yeah so around that area supposedly is where that that vehicle crashed and there's there a lot of uh, residents of the area that that noticed some some weird movement and some strange uh stuff happening um before like the military and stuff uh showed up and then once the military showed up and th this is like uh personally like one of my favorite like uh stories surrounding this topic because of uh, the involvement of different, you know, characters and stuff and like the military and the residents, what they describe as far as like what the military supposedly did. Cause obviously like there's no, you know, very little people from the military involved uh, in this have given any testimony. There has been people supposedly that were involved in this stuff, but you know, one or two here and there, you know, so there's not like a, a ton of information coming from that side of it, but the residents obviously have, have given a lot of testimony and stuff. And, and there's some very interesting stuff that they claim that they saw. So the military shows up after the supposed, uh, crash happened. Right. And first and foremost, I, I think that the, the, it was said that the, the residents had called the fire department, right? Is that correct? Yeah. Multiple yeah. people called the fire so, department. Yeah. It, it, do you want to talk about that a little bit, Ether? Sure. Um, it sounds like there were multiple calls to the fire department uh, at about 8 o'clock a.m. And at first they thought it was a joke. 
you know, they're sitting around and they think it's just, you know, somebody calling in, maybe they've had a little too much to drink, but then the calls continue to come in. And the thing I find interesting is that the fire department actually denies any involvement, even though supposedly there were multiple phone calls. Yeah. Well, and there's a lot of yeah. residents that, that, that describe them showing up. That's part of the testimony. Just a side note, I read that the fire department in Brazil is actually a branch of the military. It's not a separate oh. civilian organization oh, it? like it is in the United States. That's very that. interesting. Um, I'm not sure how true that is. So if we have anybody who knows about this, maybe somebody from Brazil, you could maybe let us know. But that's what I read. All right. So then what, at 9 a.m., they're sent out to collect what they say is a wild animal. And this confuses me because this whole thing gets really secretive at this point. And why make it a secret if it's just some sort of creature, like a wild animal that they're capturing? Yeah, so the, the fire department goes to the area described. And when they get there, they're sort of like, wait a minute, this is not like a weird creature. Because I guess the fire department would also be responsible for capturing stray or berserk animals like if there was you know a bear escaped from the zoo and was eating civilians the fire department might handle that i guess yeah, like animal control too yeah i, I that's yeah that's what that's I really different so they, they go and they notice that you know this is not like a wild animal this is something else entirely and they found a creature that appeared to be sort of you know out of it or discombobulated or whatever you however you want to say it but it had brown skin and red eyes, and there were three ridges on its head. It had long arms and short legs and big feet, and it made a buzzing sound when they captured it. So apparently they used like a net that they would use for like animal control stuff. They just kind of tossed a net over it to capture it. Um, and also, maybe when this happened, some kids were throwing rocks at it too when it was in the net, which <laughs> is a detail I'm hoping is not true because... I mean, just imagine if you're an alien explorer and you get stranded on another planet and then you get captured in a net because you can't breathe the atmosphere and then some kids are throwing rocks at you on top of all this bullshit well, you hey. got to deal with. Well, I hey. mean, come on. Well, hey, there's one thing you have Little to shit. keep in keep in, you have to consider one thing, right? This is this is Brazil, so that alien is super lucky that those kids weren't practicing like jujitsu on them or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> all right. So like, they, they, I mean, they, it could have been worse. Could have been way worse for the alien. Yeah, they could have been armbarred. Yeah, dude. Well, yeah. Or leg locked or something. Yeah, that would suck. Hell yeah. <laughs> Apparently, they took the creature, they put it in a box, and they covered the box with a, like a white cloth of some kind to hide the creature, and then they uh, took it off somewhere, maybe to a military facility or a there's different a hospital. reports. I read a report um, that was to a hospital. Yeah. There, so it's kind of confusing because there was, on the 20th, there were supposedly two different aliens that were captured that day. And one of them was taken to a hospital and the other one was, I think, was dead or died very quickly after it was discovered. And that one was probably taken straight to a military place or um, maybe a university to have a, uh, an autopsy performed on it. I'm, I'm not really sure which is which. But, um, oh yeah, earlier, earlier before this, I forgot to mention, there was another witness who was supposedly a United States citizen who claims to have seen the cigar-shaped object loaded onto a flatbed truck and carted off. But that one, I, I'm not real... I don't find that one real credible because there are not very... That's the only witness who saw that. 
And with all the bedlam going on in the area, it actually kind of reminds me a little bit of the Kecksburg incident because you have all these military people running amok and doing all this crazy stuff. And then, you know, they're being reported. I feel like if they had carted something off like that on the truck, um, that was like a whole craft, like this cigar shaped craft, I think more people would have reported it. But uh, as far as I'm aware of, nobody else did, at least not that I could find. Well, also at about the same time, the fire department's off capturing this creature. There's another witness, and he was a local lawyer and also former military. And he saw some F-5s at a low altitude in an attack formation. He also witnessed army truck uh, in the area with men that were both in uniform and plain clothes. Yeah, and I saw that description, and I thought to myself, well, wait a minute, F-5s, those are made by Northrop Grumman, if anybody, because you just Google F-5, you're going to get some, like, tech nonsense that's not going to really help you, but so Google Northrop F-5, and it's a, you know, pretty formidable-looking plane, and I thought, well, these things are always in attack formation, even if they're flying by themselves, <laughs> that thing is in attack formation. <laughs> so I thought that description was funny. But the lawyer was supposedly a former uh, Air Force for the Brazil. So he would know the difference between if they're just cruising along, you know, sightseeing versus if they're, you know, actually formed up for an attack. Well, I guess. especially I think mm -hmm. the low altitude is telling. Right, yeah, because in general, there's no reason for them to fly at a low altitude. Unless they're looking for something. Yeah, but if they were looking, wouldn't they have be, been flying in like a helicopter or something? So that's kind of strange. It's very strange, because yeah, if a UFO had crashed, and if they'd captured these aliens, what are they doing flying at a low altitude? Maybe they were just doing an exercise. It's just a coincidence. Uh, they. Mm -hmm. I mean, they don't generally do exercises over populated areas. Maybe they were afraid of further or multiple alien crafts or cigars or whatever, so they were uh, just doing yeah. it as a precaution. Yeah. Yeah. Just in case. Well, and 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 a lot of the uh, the testimonies that I've heard from from people in the area that witnessed this this event unfolding as it happened, that they describe as like um, a lot of the uh, the lockdown was uh, composed of like police and military presence. You know, not not just like fire department or it was like you know, it, uh, it was all like uh, intertwined, I guess. You know, with the local uh, government and uh, military. And, right, and, um, plain clothes and and in uniform. Yeah, yeah, and, and uh, I mean, there's there's so many different testimonies where, like, you know, people were were actually trying to, you know, um, search out the uh, the crash site or what have you. Um, uh, one of the ones that kind of uh, stands out to me is this, this guy that uh, he was another witness, uh, Carlos de Souza. I guess he was a former pilot, and he was driving on the um, the Ferneo uh, DS Highway, uh, or I have no idea if I'm pronouncing that right, but. But so anyways, the, the guy was driving on the highway there and he had noticed the aircraft smoking and he started to drive towards it and, uh, you know, the, you know, hope to help, you know, do whatever he could again, you know, he just assumed it was an aircraft that was about to crash. And obviously there's going to be fatalities and stuff, but he was going to show up to the area to just, just to try, you know, to help whatever, do whatever he, he could. And so, uh, when the guy showed up at the, uh, in the area, he thought, you know, that where the wreckage was, um, he immediately noticed, you know, a, a very large presence well, from what he said, a very large presence of police and military force. And um, he got close enough, supposedly, to the wreckage where he actually saw like a scattered debris field of uh, a metallic debris. And um, he said that he didn't see any like uh, bodies or like any uh, victims or anything like that. 
Um, he didn't see them cart off anything, but as soon as he got close to the area, um, he was noticed and, and they told him, you know, get the hell out of here, you know, and don't, don't say anything about what you saw. And, uh, you know, the guy was, you know, scared enough to where he just immediately took off and, and followed orders. You know what I mean? But I mean, that, that's just a, a quick little, a quick little story about one of the, uh, the witnesses, but, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, a uh, there's like, like you had said before, that there's a lot of, uh, stuff that people say that, that line up pretty closely and uh, from, all these, from all what these, I read uh, too, there was some witness intimidation. It wasn't just that. Particular I was just about person. to say that. I mean, the government yeah. doesn't mess around there. They, oh, no. they do not. Yeah. They do not ask questions. You know, no. before they. Well, shoot. they can't afford I mean, to take that chance. No, yeah. I mean, with all the favelas and all this. Stuff, I mean, most of the kids that you know, luckily, you know, that the extraterrestrial visitor was getting pelted by rocks. Because nowadays, unfortunately, yeah. as day and times. You know, as we see reported out of there, a lot of those kids at those age now pack a Glock instead of a little pebble. So, like, it's just, <laughs> it's really tough down there. <laughs> I mean, hey, that man. is some mean streets, man. Sometimes you got to stay strapped, man. You, if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready, right? <laughs> right, yeah. I have a I friend mean, who actually went and visited down there. I, actually, she lived there about 15 years ago for quite a period of time. And she said oh, it's really? a lot different now than it was when she was living there. She said as a woman, she would not want to repeat that experience. Really? That's unfortunate. Yeah. It's such a beautiful city though, or country, you know, it's, it's definitely has a lot to offer, but well, hell yeah, their government really, really lets them down. The first thing that I think of, to be quite honest, when I, when I think Brazil is a uh, you know like uh like uh, MMA or or Brazilian jiu-jitsu, jiu-jitsu you know what i mean like like uh or, Fabricio, yeah, or the class Fabricio of football that they can play in Neymar i just i just saw Fabricio Verdum fight earlier when i was taking my notes i had it on it was um oh yeah yeah oh gosh uh mark hunt okay uh, yeah. yeah that was a good fight well do i mean dude brazil has produced some of the most epic fighters in the history of MMA, I mean, I mean, whether you want, I mean, v- Vitor Belfort, Leota Machida, Junior Dos Santos, you know, I mean, like there, there's so many freaking impressive competitors that have came out of that country. It's a, uh, it's awe inspiring, the level of talent that, that they, you know, has been achieved. You know what I mean? I got, I but, love it. Junior Dos Santos has my favorite. Like when when he, the fight's about to start and he does he like oh, yeah. points with his finger. I'm like, oh shit! Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, like, it's Anderson Silva. I, I I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't min- mention him before. Good yeah. lord. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I mean, th- th- I mean, shit, dude. There's just there's just so many damn people to to mention. Just you know, I, I, yeah, you could get lost in. Uh, it, yeah, it is. It is just a little ridiculous how many talented MMA you know, champions and competitors have come from Brazil. Actually, it's mm-hmm. a little ridiculous. Toughens Speaking them up, of I Anderson guess. Silva, he got some sort of karma come around for Chris Weidman's. All right. Did you guys see the results of last weekend? Oh, I, I almost wish I hadn't. That was just a little too weird to be a yeah, coincidence. Chris Weidman, man. man, I feel sorry for him, dude. Like it, it's, yeah. uh, it, like it's only happened to two guys in the UFC, right? <laughs> and, correct. Yeah. You know, like, just those two guys. It's so bizarre. And they did it to each other too. That's the best. But it's what? What? <laughs> it's, it's you couldn't write it. All right. Well, let's let's get back to the Varginhab case. Where were we? I like the way you said that. Now let's get back to the Varginha. <laughs> trying like, to be extra I, careful there. I tried to think of a good segue. <laughs> I just I had nothing. So I'm like, all right. Well, let's just uh, get back to it then. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know. All right. The next thing I have, um, the military withdrew from the area by 11 a.m. in the morning. And then a little bit later on at about 3.30 p.m., three girls. This is probably the best known anecdote in the United States because yeah. it was actually carried in a Wall Street Journal article. Yeah, so this is by far was, the, mo the most famous testimony, right? Yeah. There were three girls. Two of them were sisters walking home from work. And they saw a strange creature in a field close to where they live. Their names were Lillianne Valkyria, V-A-L-Q-U-I-R-I-A, Valkyria. I, I apologize for my horrible pronunciation of these names, by the way. I'm sorry, people. I just, I'm not good at it. <laughs> and, and Katia, K-A-T-I-A. They were walking and they were surprised to see this creature in the field. They're, they were walking through the field. They didn't see it from a distance. And they saw it squatting with its arms between its legs and it looked as if it was hurt and in pain. It was just sort of chilling and they looked at it for a little bit until it turned its head toward them. And then they ran away and screamed and went home. And they told their mother that they had seen the devil. And like any good mom would do, she said, ah, you guys are crazy. But she went out to investigate the area because the, the children or young girls, they were clearly frightened about something and any parents going to be concerned. So they're going to go take a look to see what's going on. And maybe some weirdo is scaring kids in the Halloween costume or who knows what. Right. So she well, went out there. She did. Yeah, dude. she did. Yeah. Go ahead. ETA. Well, I mean, I, I was just, I was, I'm sorry. God damn it. I just fucked up a microphone stand. I think that's actually some serious damage. It'll be okay right now. So anyways, um, <laughs> no, ETA is <laughs> trying to do a Darce joke on his mic stand. <laughs> no, I just rolled. I rolled over my mic stand with the uh, my 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 chair, my computer chair here, and it kind of like binded it under the desk and like bent a little bit of metal here. I didn't mean to, oh, yeah. but then wow. I did. But anyways, um, no, no. But like uh, the first thing I thought, like when I heard this description, which is like I imagine, like you know, like in a deep dark alley, like in New York or Chicago, somewhere, like in a, in a you know, a, a, the the concrete jungle, you know. Some some unfortunate young soul coming coming across some you know degenerate decrepit son of a bitch that's just like you know furiously masturbating in a corner in some dark alley somewhere. Oh you know? my god! <laughs> <laughs> like that's what I assume. That's probably what it was. You know what I mean? Because like all right. So part of the story is also the, the route that they were taking um, wasn't the normal route that they usually would take, right? From from A to B, whatever they're going, right? And so uh, yeah, just a shortcut. Well, it was it was you know um, uninhabited like a like like a rundown part of the the area you know so a lot of the buildings were you know rundown and and just like falling apart and stuff right so you know there wasn't well, yeah, a lot they, of people they actually found it in an empty field but yeah, whichever we'll go with we'll go with rundown buildings well but it was outside of the area though you know it was, it was part of that area you know it was a field outside the outside the area oh but, right right but at any rate. Um, you know, I, I I don't know. Maybe maybe uh, I, I I don't know. I might need a psychiatrist. Maybe I don't know. But like uh, that, was, <laughs> that, was, that was like <laughs> I was like, well, they probably just saw they probably just saw some fucking freak that was like like oh boy, young girls, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> and like you know, like uh, it's probably just more so like uh, you should probably you should probably find some kind of a freak that should be ousted out of the area or imprisoned. So you know, didn't they have a very specific description? They did that, actually, and they said it smelled really bad, right? They said it, yeah. there was a stench associated with it. Hey, man. Well, that's the mom actually went when she went out there. She found the smell. It smelled it like ammonia, like uh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah but bleach? she didn't was see it the bleach creature. Or ammonia? 
the which what was that ETA? Was it bleach or ammonia? Ammonia. ammonia. <laughs> okay. Ammonia. <laughs> Two very distinct smells. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. So they they described the creature they described was pretty much the same thing that other witnesses had described. They said it had dark brown skin. It was four to five feet tall. It didn't have any hair. It had a big head and a small neck. Its skin looked oily or greasy. It had two big red eyes with no pupils and a small mouth and a nose. And they they described there's the a lot of the people who saw it said they described three protuberances or ridges on their head. And they the girls called these horns. But other witnesses just said that they were bumps or something like that on the top of their heads. You, if you Google this case, you'll see like drawings of what the people described it as. But it just looks like ridges going from the front of their head to the back of the head. Just three of them is basically what they described. And one of the girls, Katya, said it was not animal or human. It was a horrible thing. And imagine if you're a kid and you saw something like this, you would, I, I would probably be very disturbed myself. But hey, on the other hand, man, it's just, you know, it's an alien who just got lost from their ship and they're just looking for help. So, you know, don't go throwing rocks at it or whatever. This this is why humans never get invited to the galactic tea parties, all right? This We're is always... why we can't have nice things. Yeah. <laughs> no disclosure. No disclosure. People always throwing rocks <laughs> at aliens and stuff. <laughs> well, you know, one of the, the, the common threads throughout all of these different testimonies and, and descriptions of what had happened was that um, a lot of the uh, people that, that saw like a creature on, on, on land, you know, said that the creature looked injured or, or having a hard time in some way, shape or form, you know? Right. Did I talk earlier about Carlos de Souza? The, uh, oh no, that, that was a pilot. My bad. Not not Carlos de Souza. Um, you remember the, the story? Have you seen the story about the? Uh, oh yeah, Mar- Marco. Uh, I think his name was like Marco Eli. Let me look at my uh, my uh, notes here real quick. Yeah, Marco Eli Cherez. He he was a a cop and he uh, was uh, had a partner with him, and they had uh, came across you know um, a strange what they thought was at the time an animal on the road, and they actually had picked it up and put it in the back of their car. And uh, tried to bring it to like a a couple different like clinics or hospitals to get like get it like uh, worked upon uh, worked on because they thought they had hit it with their car. But at any rate, they knew it was having a hard time and it was like it looked like it was dying. Um, well, after the fact, they think that it was this was one of the aliens. Have you guys heard of this uh, the story? Hmm. This was in Brazil. Yeah, yeah. This was the guy Marco Eli Chiriz. He's yeah. the one that died, right? Yes. Oh, yes. I did read about well, it. It's, okay. it's so, yeah, it's a, it's a weird story. So I, I guess well, before, uh, and, and before we get weird into that, st- let, let, okay. let me finish up real quick with the three girls. Cause there's just one more part of their story. Sometime after their encounter, they, they had four men who are basically men in black types came to their house at 10 o'clock at night and asked them to basically not talk about it and said, we'll pay you money. If you guys don't talk about this, and uh, I guess it never really happened. They either they didn't agree to it or they didn't get money or whatever because you know they talked about it. <laughs> but it's it's sort of a strange detail that you know you see this this very common patterns of this men in black type characters who are trying to silence witnesses one one way or another. Usually it's through intimidation. This time it was by paying them off, which. You know, if you had to choose, I would probably prefer to be paid off myself rather than intimidated. But 
Eh, either which way. But uh, yeah, so this area, this is just one example, but investigators have gone to this area later or after the fact. And there's also people who have reported to local media and stuff. There's actually a lot of witnesses who reported seeing excessive military activity or the strange creatures um, in the area. But uh, what which is credible and which isn't is hard to say, but the fact is a lot of people reported seeing weird stuff. Who, who exactly did these girls talk to when they reported this? Was this local media? I don't know, man. I'm <laughs> just wondering. I know there were some ufologists who were investigating the whole incident, John Carpenter and Ricardo Correa. So I'm wondering if they gathered all of this evidence and a lot of what we're reading and investigating is actually coming from them. Yeah, there were a few prominent, the ones you named for sure. And by the way, John Carpenter, she's not talking about the filmmaker. No. A completely different guy. Yeah, I mean, there there were also, a lot of the stuff I found was actually translated from Brazilian sources as well. So there's a lot of corroborating sources. It's not just from one or two ufologists who went after the fact to go gather information. I finished the basic description of what the three girls saw. If you'd like to continue with your story, ETA. Uh, Which story was I talking about now here? You're talking about the policeman that died. Oh, yes. That policeman that died. Yeah. Yeah. um, Yeah, Marco. Charisse. Marco Elia Charisse. Um, so this individual, like, uh, he picked up the, the, uh, alien supposedly after the fact is, uh, you know, at, in the moment they thought it was an injured animal. So, uh, he picked it up bare hands and no protection, nothing like that. After the whole event, um, and, 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 you know, uh, as far as like how he died and stuff, supposedly, I, so the, the story that I heard was that he had like some strange abscess on him and the doctor that worked on him had no idea like like he couldn't they couldn't figure out what this was exactly they just described it as an abscess now unfortunately the guy did die um and then that that has been um documented and and I, from what i understand you can you can look this stuff up and find these records um i did hear some testimony from um a citizen a quote unquote um researcher they actually found the autopsy report and uh, released released it to the public. And the weird thing about the autopsy report is that it records his brain as having been removed for further study, hmm. which is which is weird because why? <laughs> I mean that that's why. <laughs> well, when they do autopsies, they do take out your organs and stuff. I, I'm not sure if a brain is part of that or not. You'd have to ask somebody who's a doctor or somebody well, who does yeah. autopsies. And I, I am certainly not up on those uh, procedures. I'm not an expert in any any way, shape, or form when it comes to that type of stuff. But I, I, I as far as I know, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I've watched you know an autopsy show here or there. I don't want to you know toot my own horn too much, you know, but toot toot. <laughs> I think it's part. I think it's part of the procedure. Uh, is it it really? sounds like they might okay, have been looking well, for cancer. Yeah, it's they check the talking toxicology and all that, and see if there's any like blemishes on the brain or whatnot. Yeah. Well, Maybe. in certain, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure in certain circumstances, but when when you die of uh, complications, you know, you know, involving an abscess, to, I don't know if that's. Uh, and plus, if you're Regular an procedure. organ donor too, they rip you up like right away, and then try to get mm. you out like the good stuff out of you. Mm, oh, Quick as like, possible. I like. The way I you actually said that. found an interview with a doctor who worked at one of the hospitals that was treating Marco. His oh. name is Doctor Cesario L. Furtado, 
F U R T A D O, if anybody wants to try to find this interview. And he says that, so what happened was under on the, on Marco in his armpit, he had some kind of weird tumor or growth type of thing. And that was treated and removed. And he says that that could not have caused his symptoms. So Marco was 22 years old or uh, 23 years old. He's really young and really healthy, had no medical problems at all. So when he went into the hospital originally, he, he went in because he was having back pain, like really bad back pain. And over time at the hospital, he stayed at the hospital to get treated. And it slowly over time sort of turned into a type of uh, paralysis and he got a fever. Um, now to treat the fever, they, well, they did a bunch of testing on him. They were unable to pinpoint exactly what was causing all of this. But they were able to determine that he had, he seemed to have like a general infection. And I guess they can tell that by looking at like your, your blood work, they could see that there's something messed up with his white blood cells. Um, how did they put it exactly? It says uh, the lab tests showed 8% toxic granules, um, uh, nethro, ne- uh, granules, nethrophils in Wasn't it 8% of his uh, blood? No, no, it has to do with like the concentration. Yeah, like the oh, the concentration okay? of neuro neuro neutrophils, like white blood cells that had these granules, I think. Oh, I see. So, okay. And it's it indicates that there's some kind of blood infection. So they determined that he had a blood infection, and they also thought because of his symptoms that it's possible that he had like a urinary tract infection, which it turned out he did have. So they gave him some penicillin and some genta, gentam, gentamicin, G-E-N-T-A-M-I-C-I-N, to treat his infections. So it got things got worse, and by February 13th, um, he was showing signs of cyanosis, which is when like your skin starts turning blue because your oxygen in your blood is really low. And they, they could, so there was some kind of really nasty infection he was fighting off and they couldn't figure out what it was at all. And they tried giving him more medications, but that didn't help. And from there, starting on the 13th, his condition deteriorated rapidly. And by the 15th, he was unfortunately dead. He was diagnosed with sepsis, which is just basically blood poisoning. And, um, the, the, uh, autopsy was, he was found to have like mild pneumonia and, uh, UTI urinary tract infection, I guess. Um, his sister, Antonio, Antonia suspected that the infection was actually from the tumor that had been removed, but the doctor said that, no, that was actually was not a problem that was not infected. It was, it was doing good and it couldn't have caused this kind of an infection anyways. And even if it had, he wouldn't have died so quickly. So they they couldn't figure out what he had at all. Um, They checked for him having AIDS because I guess the type, I'm not like a medical expert, but the type of infection, this blood infection would only be popular, would only be possible if your immune system was not responding. So basically if the virus or bacteria was running amok without any defenses against it whatsoever, I suppose, but they found that he did not have AIDS and he did he was not immunocompromised at all that they could find. Like I said, he was a healthy young man. So they were completely perplexed by this. And the doctor said it didn't make any sense because he seemed healthy with some symptoms, but he seemed completely healthy. And then, you know, just out of nowhere, he just got really bad and died. 
Um, and he, so it wasn't, he was found to have mild pneumonia. The doctor said this, that's not possible to have caused this or the UTI or the abscess or tumor under his arm. None of this stuff could have caused that. Um, the doctor said that he said something about there being uh, traces or, or enter enterobacteria found. And, um, it looked like there was just different kinds of things attacking his system, but I, I don't know. You'd have to ask a doctor or somebody. I don't really know what that stuff means, but, uh, the, yeah, the doctor said it was just a complete strange death and it was, the whole thing was pretty much just a complete mystery with no rational explanation to explain how this kid died. Basically. Maybe they gave him sepsis. That happens sometimes too. <laughs> yeah. At the hospitals. <laughs> yeah. Some, some hospital in Brazil. And they just don't want to admit to it. Yeah. <laughs> you never know. It was, it was the trainees that the new nurses didn't know what they're doing. Those they, damn they, residents. It's, it's yeah. possible. Any, anything's possible, I suppose. Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's what I was able to find on Marco and it's a mysterious death. And of course, uh, the obvious speculation is that he was exposed to one of these creatures and one of the creatures exposed him to some sort of, you know, bizarre bacteria or something that his system was unable to fight off. But I mean, that's complete speculation. We have absolutely no proof whatsoever that that was the case. But his family and other witnesses did say that when he was in the hospital, they were not allowed to visit him at all, and the doctors wouldn't eat, would not even tell him or tell them what his condition was or what treatments were being given to him. They were just completely, basically shut out, which is kind of a strange detail. Usually when somebody's in the hospital, the family's allowed to visit, and the family's allowed to know what the treatments and diagnoses are, or diagnoses, I don't know, whichever. But I don't, maybe things are done differently in Brazil, but I would be surprised if they were done that differently. I don't know. Uh, moving on on this case, there, one of the creatures was supposedly caught that night on the 20th. And some people think it might have been the same creature that the girl saw because the other, the first creature was, um, I guess they, you know, they think that they, that one was captured right away by the search parties who went into the woods. Witnesses reported up to like six different creatures, but um, it's possible that that was just two creatures or three creatures being seen by multiple people. Their witnesses did report seeing the creature that was taken to the hospital. And here we have one of my favorite explanations. So I guess in 2010, the Brazilian military came out and addressed this case again, and they said some pretty strange things. So they said that the the people who saw the alien at the hospital or the creature, they didn't actually see a creature. What they saw was uh, they saw an expectant couple with dwarfism, <laughs> you know, so little I people, knew it. you know, which I thought that was the, that was the strangest thing ever. Like I've seen. It's one of the most people, ridiculous explain, explanations I've ever heard. Yeah. I've seen people with dwarfism. I'm not sure if that's a politi politically correct way to say it, so I apologize if it's not. But, you know, I've seen these people out and about at the grocery store, going about their business, maybe having a nice day at the beach, whatever. You know, you see them from time to time. And not once have I seen them and thought to myself, oh my God, it's an alien. Like, it's just, it's ridiculous. It's, it's so stupid. Why would they even say that? It's, it, it's like an, Explain. It's almost like yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. I don't get it either. I had an aunt who is very short in stature. She could not have been an inch over, I don't know, four feet eight inches. She was 
tiny. And trust me, she looked completely human. I don't care if you covered her in mud, you know, she yeah. would, she still looked human. Yeah, it's, it's, it's almost like they're trying to draw attention to the case by coming up with an explanation that is just completely absurd. I don't know why they would say that. Tourism, maybe. I read there's a lot of tourism, of course, and well, that, vagina that's a, now because that actually, of, of the incident. In, uh, did that you just say Vagina Town? <laughs> I I did not, but you did. Uh, I, I sure like did. It. it sounds like a sounds like a fun place to visit. <laughs> uh, well, it's a uh, all right. So I won't go into uh, you know uh, the 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 magical place that is Vagina Town, but but um the the one positive that has been uh, you know I guess you could draw from the situation for the surrounding area is that uh tourism um, really has increased in the area where as before like it really wasn't much of a thing in the area you know so uh, they have been able to make some money off of this some of the local residents you know and, and it seems to be kind of weird because it well not weird at all actually to be expected because some of the local residents support it some of them even make money off of it right they profit from it but in, the other half is like, you know, just tired of it. And like, they just don't even want to talk about it. Like they're over it. You know what I mean? Like, like it's probably like, you know, like yeah, the, the big part of the population that are like just non-believers, they're, they're not going to really, they don't want to give too much effort into even thinking about this type of stuff because they don't consider it to be reality to begin with. You, you know well, what tell I mean? me you don't want to go. You don't want to go UFO hopping and. Oh, hell yeah. You know, Why the hell go not? Go to all the places where there's. Absolutely. Like the Shag Harbor Museum. <laughs> I'd Hell love to go there. Oh, dude, there, there are plenty of spots that I are on my bucket list. That but I you want to go to the most the, credible spots, you know? You don't want to go to a spot that's just, you know. Well, yeah, for, for sure. But some of them, uh, I mean, some of them certainly are, are nostalgic spots, you know, that, that I just want to. I don't wanna, know. I'd probably skip Roswell. I got to be honest. Ah, well, ah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, how much is there really to see there, you know? Right. It's, yeah. It's the military base is way out in the desert. So you go visit the yeah. town and it's just like a little tourist hotbed. It's, I don't know. Yeah. Don't it's know. kind of a little bit of a tourist trap. You know, I mean, there, yeah. there's some cool stuff to see there. There's some interesting people there. That's for sure. But like, as far as like, you know, evidence that you're going to see or like areas uh, where the event actually happened, right. you're and not going to be able to see that. To? Who are you going to talk to? You know, I bet if you went to Shag Harbor, you would actually get to to talk to witnesses. I mean, that's such a small yeah. town. I yeah, bet you could actually find people who'd want to talk to you. Oh, hell yeah. You wouldn't oh, want to stay at find... the little alien in Roswell? Dude, just find some, find some old timers. Is, is that a thing? That's a thing. That is awesome. I might want to <laughs> stay there. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> just saying, just saying. Alien, huh? Do you, do you get like a themed bedroom, like a you know, like a wedding suite or whatever? Um, I'm sure you'd be lucky to get a bottle of water out there. But. <laughs> I'm sure they do that in Kecksburg. Yeah, yeah, Kecksburg supposedly. I don't know. Everything's probably not now because everything's shut down, and you know, like they're Kelly a conduct. Lot, a lot Kentucky's of stuff has work. changed. Yeah, a lot of, yeah, people just aren't going to that right now. But like the one I would want to go to would be in Kelly, Kentucky for some reason. That's just one of my favorite cases. It'd just be really fun. They they used to have one there. I don't know if they still do. But a lot of these places have like a yearly festival to sort of celebrate their local lore, you know, which is, I think it's a lot of fun. Whether or not you put much stock into the case, it'd be, I think it'd be a good time. Kind of like bar hopping, but you go like UFO spot hopping. 
There you yeah, go. Yeah, why not? Sounds expensive. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's why you, I, I would definitely be down to camp, like, at those sites. You know what I mean? Like, just hop around, find a nice spot to set up, look at the night sky for a day or two. and then. Oh, yeah, that'd be it. fun. Maybe set up some time-lapse cameras, try oh, and see on your phone. That just, would be, like, talk about yeah. bucket lists. That's definitely up there for me, actually witnessing something. Go UFO, oh, yeah. hunting. UFO hunting. Oh, that would be so much fun. Yeah. yeah, and that that's actually one of the the reasons why I'm I'm uh, so very interested in like a uh, just moon moon gazing, like I I want to buy a very high powered like a uh, telescope, and and just uh, gaze at the moon because th- I mean there's been some pretty cool footage that I've seen of stuff that supposedly has been witnessed you know on on the surface of the moon or orbiting the moon the moon, and um some of it definitely I think is is obviously fake. But, but yeah, it's unfortunate. Th- there is stuff like like a uh, like flashes of light light and stuff that has been observed for quite a, a long period of time. Stuff that has been yeah. recorded recorded, you know, um, even in like Greek times and stuff. You know, like uh, observations of the moon. You know, and um, in in particular, uh, I forget what, what is the name of it. Um, there's like a lights that um, that appear sometimes on on the surface of the moon. I forget. There's a specific name for it. Damn it! I forget. Um, you guys know what I'm talking about? Ball lightning. <laughs> I was no, thinking about the not, mirrors they have on the moon, so they can shine lasers up there and. It's not ball distance, ball lightning. So. Um, hmm. but I forget. I forget what it's called. Um, but it's it's a uh, something um that has been uh you know observed for for uh, many many of millennia. You know, lunar refraction. Lunar. Ah, uh, that sounds very. Familiar? Go yeah, look it po- up. Possibly. Go Google it now. I've I've never heard of lights on the moon myself. No, I haven't. Oh, really? Not, not like you're describing. No. Huh. There's been some sort of sightings. Like I keep track on what is it? Move on. I, I think I it's a, a, a uh, one of the terms I'm 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 thinking of is a lunar like uh, what a uh, lunar transient phenomenon or something like that or. Hmm. Okay. I'm gonna have some, to look this up now. This sounds really interesting. A lunar some, transient. Transient like phenomenon, or phenomenon, whatever. <laughs> you're not, you're <laughs> not like talking the about under the bridge. The, you're not talking about the the explanation for Vargina, which was actually a transient who was crazy and covered in mud, and they called him Madinho. That's another military explanation, by the way, is that oh. these people didn't really see aliens. They saw Mudman. a crazy transient or vagrant or whatever you want to <laughs> yeah, call him. Yeah, fiercely <laughs> masturbating in a dark corner. Yeah, Madino. Right, it ties all together. <laughs> I know, it right? It really does. That's why they were all right. So, so here's what I think: like their minds, those three girls, like uh, you know, they had they had un, un unwarped, fragile little minds, and what they actually saw was a mud covered, you know, uh, uh, degenerate hobo. of a uh, hobo. Yeah, and, yeah. and um, the guy was f- sitting there just furiously masturbating. You know, like I said before, well, you've mentioned, you've mentioned. And, and, I'm kind of worried. Yeah, yeah, and, and so I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking they they had like a a, a group hallucination, you know, for their minds to actually like they didn't they didn't want to admit what they actually saw, so they they just like you know oh it was a motherfucking alien and shit, you know that's a way like better group PTSD. Uh, I'm just gonna choose I'm gonna choose to form that memory in in my dome piece as a uh, alien suppose you know as opposed to a uh, you know I don't know a sex crazed pedophile you know. But no, I, I don't mean to go off on a, you know, in a different direction, but I mean, to go back to the witness, eyewitness account. Um, now, is there, did there, was there any explanations of, Hey, like, I was just getting on a roll, happening? man. 
How dare you? <laughs> well, was there was there any like? Well, did they? I've been I was about to break. Of... I, I was I was about to make that situation so much worse with comedy. No, and, Agent and, ETA. I'm listening to Agent Kruger. <laughs> Thank you. Agent. You're welcome. And, uh, okay. uh, no, well, it's just all um, right. I'm no. trying to say is that uh, I've heard a lot of accounts where people have instances where the the extraterrestrial that's on the ground from the crash site projects images in the mind of the witness. Now, like, oh, do like what you, kind of images? Was there any account here? of that? Well, <laughs> maybe a, a mud-covered man furiously masturbating. Oh, like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> now we're talking, baby. Yeah. <laughs> All right, God, that definitely projects an image. Yeah. Okay, that's my yeah. kind of image. All right, let's let's well, like, like going. Well, going back, else? like I, I mentioned earlier about the Maje crash, is that there's been some military muscle that's been involved. There's been uh, eyewitness reports and actual videos of. Like smoke, gunfire, and and like explosions being heard into the forest of the mm-hmm. supposed site, and it's just, I mean, I don't know, like what if? Well, that that was one of the 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 descriptions of one uh, one of the testimonies of what had happened was uh, once the military had shown up in that one neighborhood we talked about earlier, they heard a couple gunshots, and then you know shortly after the military came back out of the woods in in the area, and uh, they were carrying two different bags, large bags with the supposedly human shaped, you know, or a bipedal shaped, uh, you know, uh, creatures within the bags. And, and according to one of the testimonies, one of the bags was still moving even like, like it, there was a, some, some type of a being struggling within the bag, but you know, those bags were loaded onto those, uh, military vehicles and, you know, hastily cart- carted away. I think yeah. they were just being good citizens and collecting trash. We forgot to talk about that one, actually. That's yeah. That's a, that, that was an important one. Did we mention the actual description of uh, the alien, like the height and everything? We did touch base yeah. on like the the had the looks. Yeah, um, I, I didn't I didn't find anything for the the current crash uh, or the, the one that happened at least like ten months ago. But uh, it's it's just still it's may a lot of people are making comparisons to the '96 event and now as the as a repeating instance. Could you? Could you talk a little bit about that, Agent Kruger? Because I think when you you started mentioning at the beginning, but um, I think that it was uh, a little disorganized because we were sort of getting set up still. So yeah, I'll I'll probably edit that out. Why don't don't you talk about that stuff again? We'll I'll keep it in. Just wanted to find that segue moment into it. Uh, Yeah, no, I mentioning uh, I was talking about it earlier in the podcast that. in Maje, Brazil, that there seems to be an incident that happened a couple months ago. And if you try to look it up for yourself, you guys could see that there has been an effort to try to silence a lot of the reports that are coming out. Reddit posts that are claimed to be, you know, taken down, Twitter removed. I've seen myself, I've seen comments of people trying to find information on the event and it act it leads to nowhere. Or there's like responses to invisible accounts that aren't there. And I, I've seen it when an account's taken down the normal way, uh, you can see it's like user unavailable or user has been removed or like there's some sort of description or like a thumbprint of like, oh, what used to be there. But a lot of these responses are just completely removed. You cannot see the username or, I mean, there is no username, but you can't even see that it was removed officially. It just disappeared. Yeah, links will disappear too, I've noticed. Um. And we will link this stuff later. I've sent a lot of stuff to, or I'm going to keep sending stuff to Agent Ether. But there seems to be some BS mixed in with some factual, like legitimate reports that are coming out about 
orbs and not not the orbs that are from the videos that are credible so much but there is one video that all i can find it through is through a, a different individual's youtube account and i don't i don't know how probably edit this out but i don't know how, should i give credit to the username uh, uh yeah, yeah, or, yeah definitely yeah. give him a shout out yeah all right just uh let me pull them up real quick. Yeah, anytime you have to do that, like if, if you leave a gap, it's not, I just cut it. Not a big deal. Super okay, go, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. All right. Speaking of you gaps, pause, the name yeah. of this town, Virginia. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh my God. What my God. You're, you're talking about vagina gaps? That's a bit much. I might edit that out. <laughs> I think you should. We do have some female listeners. <laughs> I couldn't help myself. I saw Saudi. He sounds like a rich fat cat on Wall Street. My friend told me she was glad she was listening with headphones the other day when her children were in the room. Oh, so. I marked it as explicit. I mean, come on. What more I do you warned want? her too. I warned her. Especially about age and ETA. I would like to say specifically. Like that's what you have to watch yeah, out for. Pretty He's much. the troublemaker. Yes. I said, you know, we keep it pretty clean, except well, for age and ETA. Hey, just I mean, don't just don't expect a filter. Like I have a little bit, a little bit of a, f a filter. I am somewhat self-aware, but not fully. And that's why we love you. I crack some inappropriate jokes myself sometimes. I think we all do, except for Agent Ether. I do not. I'm a stick in the mud. Yeah. Oh, I, oh, I partake. <laughs> um, going back to my uh, what I was trying to say, uh, this YouTuber Officer UFO One. Uh, he only has a couple thousand subscribers, actually just 1,000, 1.5K to be exact. So he's not widely known, but it would be nice to go over and check his uh, video out. Um, he has one of the Maje Brazil, this is his part two uh, video, but it's titled Maje Brazil 2 UFOs Shot Down by Military and Two ETs Flee into the Forest, featuring Dave's Balthazar 2. So if that helps you narrow the search down, if you want to see this yourself, go ahead. And the timestamp that I would suggest starting from is 2032 to about uh, 2230. Um, that that right there, it, it captures what I would like, you know, what I wanted, you know, the other agents to see. And you guys, hopefully, if you look this up, you know, you guys see it and formulate your own opinion. But it does appear to be like balls of fire, balls of light that rain from the sky in a certain manner that it it's you know it looks unidentified, and a lot of people are taking witness, and you can see through the video, you know, officers and other officials that are just stopped on the side of the road, and the gentleman that's taking the video is driving, and there's constant like back and forth looks, so it's hard to like, you know, like every video that has some sort of credibility. You just wish. Why does the move? Why do they move so much? And you know, unfortunately, are there definitely is some reaction in that video. That's for damn yeah, that's, sure. But that's what I like to to think too. Is that the, it's just a legit video. This guy is amateur as can get because he's he wasn't expecting this, so he's trying his best to get everything on in focus. If that, I will say, and I know the exact video you're talking about because we just watched it uh, not too long ago together. But but uh, if that is a, a real video, holy mother of God, that is an right? impressive show of whatever kind of force. Or I mean, if that is aliens or, or whoever it is, if it is a, a government entity with a you know high level technology that that we just don't know about. They were making a statement, like they were showing their their sophistication or their ability. I, I don't know what they're trying to show, but that was an obvious show 
that was put on, you know, because it was so obvious. I mean, everybody could see it. It was so, you know, in plain, plain yeah, observation, yeah. you know, it's and like, it's, it's happening more and not just in this case, but in other cases, I mean, there is that Naval video that's still being, you know, reviewed by that task force. And I'm not sure if that, if the, De, you know if they determined if it was legit or not um but it was mm-hmm. that flying triangle do you guys remember it was by it was being captured by one of the our armed forces or naval ships and it, it was a floating triangle that you know that's it, been big that's been everywhere all over social media and you it mean just, the batman balloon no so that's i mean that's where i go back reeling back to this is that there's a lot of not the phenomenon that is just happening in the sky right now and more is it's just ramping up um and anyway so the balls of light that rain down seem to uh, go over rio de, rio de Janeiro, rio de Janeiro. jesus God. rio de Janeiro. Yeah. <laughs> rio de Janeiro. <laughs> rio de Janeiro. <laughs> why am i having such a hard time rio de Janeiro. Rio de Janeiro. Now you're fucking me up, dude. Rio de Janeiro. Rio de Janeiro. Right? should be cut. God damn it. Am I now? Now I'm not even sure if I'm seeing it right. No, I'm saying it right now. Rio de Janeiro. There you go. I just (laughs) needed to warp the tongue around it. There's even a song called Rio de Janeiro. (laughs) Rio de Janeiro. One of my my favorite live albums by uh, Iron Maiden uh, was in Rio. Live in Rio. Okay. I'm not so sure if I've heard there that was, one. You should sing it for us, Agent ETA. The entire album. Yeah. The entire album. Yeah. Oh, okay. Here. I'll start off with a. Uh, uh, wait, yeah, wait. No, you know, maybe like a Run Towards the Hills, right? That's a good song. Yeah. It, it, actually, you can't because we'll get. Run, we'll get copyright. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Run for your life. Probably. Probably even for just singing it, you probably get copyright strikes Run or whatever it is. to the hills, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so, All right. going back to the case. Now, and uh, balls of light being seen <laughs> over, you know, Rio de Janeiro and other parts of Brazil with by eyewitness accounts and videos. Uh, report seeing the ball of light crash into Maje, Brazil, or at least near in that area. And if you wanted to Google image it, uh, you could look it up yourself. And again, there seems to... First, I think uh, anybody who wants to be entertained in any way, shape, or form, just just uh, uh, Google uh, videos of Carnival and uh, Rio de Janeiro. Uh, there's some great videos of Carnival. Are you just talking yes. about the big butts? Oh, well, not just the big butts. So they're, hey... They're not just big butts. Right, there's a proportion going on here, you know, that's uh, only achieved in Brazil in some cases. You know, I mean, it, it's, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen Brazilian women, but. Oh, yeah. Good, good Lord. They care about their look. Yeah. Good they care Lord. About big butt. Yeah. Now, um, you could Carnival's definitely go on, and on my look bucket at- list, too, by the way. <laughs> All right. All right. I'll shut you up now. It? No, you're good. Don't worry. <laughs> or I won't. Hey, uh, so anyway, to. Carnival, dude. I mean, there's all sorts of different videos you can look up on YouTube and stuff about Carnival, you know. Uh, all right, no, I will shut up now. All right. We've gone too far. We've gone too far off a topic. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what was the this balls episode of light about that... again? Edit. <laughs> all right, Agent Kruger, you were telling us about something, right? Yes. Uh, furiously masturbating mud men. Now, nice, back to my, <laughs> are, they covered, are they covered in mud? I have a, I have a source. No, all right. No, no, going back to it. But, uh, yeah, no, you, 
the viewers you uh, or listeners, uh, you can go and check this up to yourself if you want to go. Um, you know, see a lot of this information that uh, I've seen, um, or at least the videos that I've seen, and uh, you just formulate your own opinion. But uh, supposedly there was a crash a couple months ago um, in Maje, Brazil, and that there was little, you know, again, extraterrestrials that flee- fled that ship and that, you know, sought, you know, some sort of, to just flee into the forest. Um, there is no video of that. There is a questionable video of an orb like a uh, you know object that's like crashed into the ground but there's no it's i don't think it's it's too legitimate because it just looks like a colander a coliander or like a, an object that you know you can probably find around uh, a farm um but it is uh it is odd that the might of the or the effort of the military to step in and actually you know, clamp down on a lot of the information that's like fleeing out of there, trying to report a lot of what they saw and what they've seen with their phones and whatnot, but it's getting clamped down on a lot of the socials. So it's like to take an effort of that magnitude, you know, and you're clearly trying to prevent something from, to get out. And uh, just like, you know, the 96 event that there was visitors and the, <laughs> instead of, you know, cooperation or some sort of communication to establish with them first we just tried to shoot them and it looks like typical, we did the same typical. thing yeah we never but, learn uh, we just keep doing we, the same thing we don't i mean if if that was supposed to if we're supposed to represent humanity as a whole when they visit you know rio de janeiro or you know you know uh england there's supposed to be some sort of like unity that we display or some sort of compassion or empathy that says like, Oh, Hey, they're here to communicate. And I hope that's not a test. I hope that's not like the, the official standard of, you know, the, the planet earth is, Oh yeah. When you go there, you're just going to get shot. So, you know, don't, there's no point in trying to make contact with these people. Some of the witness accounts were, they said that they, they were taken to hospitals and they, as if they were trying to save the creatures. But, uh, if, if these, you know, if these creatures were some, something not of this earth and we don't know what their anatomy is or anything like that, we don't have any chance of helping them really, no matter what we do, we're probably just going to make it worse. Yeah. But there were also, there were other witness statements that people who reacted badly, like the the gunshots are the one that supposedly got shot in the chest three times, you know? So right. it's a mixed bag. If, if you're coming here, you might get shot in the chest three times or you might be helped. It just depends on who you meet, I guess. Now with <laughs> our modern day technology, we could, you know, possibly somebody that's living in this, this area with this, this latest event that happened in Brazil should be able to fly like, you know, their own drone over, uh, which actually there was attempts. Uh, somebody tried to fly their own drone over and try to investigate the area, but the military shot it out of the sky. Um, do that. That, there's actual shooters that are on the ground that are specifically made to are specifically stationed there to shoot things out of the sky. Um, so it's just it's again the effort to cover this up. I don't think it's like a narco deal gone bad and like, or some sort of, you know, something drug raid that, you know, happened over in the forest of Brazil. But it, uh, like I've sent a couple videos. And again, like I mentioned earlier, it's been taken down. Uh, it was, it keeps getting reposted by users that recommend it and try to communicate and spread, you know, awareness. But, uh, you really have to actually get in on this because, 
it's an active event, it seems like. And there's an active effort to silence a lot of videos or a lot of p- discussion that's being held on, about this topic. Now, there could be some other official reasoning that I just didn't look up or see. But as far as I know, it, it just looks major sus. It's very unusual to see an actual actually see something being covered up. The only time I've actually seen that was for the Dark Overlord hacks. When that happened, I saw in real time, I saw I saw stuff being erased from the internet. That was quite a strange experience. But it sounds like you're describing something similar where they're trying to actively erase things from the internet so people don't find them, maybe. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's not a enriched, techno- technologically advanced nation. Um, it, I mean, it, it is on a certain level, but, you know, not like you would find in South Korea or, you know, in Tokyo, Japan or us, you know, when it comes to social media where everybody has a phone. Some people that are privileged are going to have the phone out there and everybody is posting what they could um, and posting what they could. And it's if it's being sent out from the source of Brazil, there's definitely, you know, the servers that they go through to post that content get immediately flagged down by, you know, the, their government and they just clamp down on it. Iron Curtain style. Well, if you think about it, that's how people communicate nowadays with other people is through social media, online, through things like Reddit. You know, it used to be more oral, I think, word of mouth. And now when you want to communicate something to someone, you do it over the computer, over the internet. So if you want to silence people, that's how you're going to, that's how you're going to do it. You know, it's almost like a form of silent intimidation. Yeah. Compared to a real world uh, scenario uh, when, I mean, China is actively doing it every day. Um, A lot of the, the riots and the protests that happen in the past months, you know, the past couple months and still going on, um, have really clamped down on any sort of information that's going in or out. And it's, it's a real thing. And people don't really, we're just not privy to it because we live in a country that's, you know, thought about, you know, censoring us and then we battle through it. It's happening plenty in this country too. At least we don't disappear people. I mean, yeah, at least we can make a joke and we're not going to disappear. Yeah, like we, yeah. we're not going to come. Well, we canceled. And it, like, that's what I'm saying is that there could be a growing effort to try to silence us more and more. And that there's obvious examples of that when it comes to net neutrality and all that. But um, if I'm saying that correctly. Um, but well, and, and also, at least like in this country, when people are disappeared, like they actually put effort into like a cover up of some sort, like, you know. You know, like like uh, trying to like present some sort of a natural uh, cause towards the death. You know, like they put now. Some what effort. would be the adverse effect of letting this information out? Would it be widespread spread panic? Would it be? I mean, it almost seems like I've mentioned this in the previous podcast that we we are conditioned on a certain level, whether we know it or not, and that I think we have reached that point where. It's like, yeah, we shrug our shoulders at to like the most damning evidence now where it's like our own military is saying, yeah, that's a legit video. And we're just like, yeah, okay. And I mean, <laughs> it's like now we want actual physical proof to touch and fight and bite. Like, I, I don't know what it is. It's just, it's crazy. And it's ramping up. Well, yeah. I don't know. Maybe if all the governments around the world were more transparent about this kind of thing, it would cause more of a mass panic. I don't know. I you got to think, think about think how the, the average state, person yeah. would react. Yeah, I, there's different ways of looking at it. Like if you're talking about the recent videos 
the um that could be like a counterintelligence ploy to sort of distract our enemies like they're spies yeah they're going to be investigating one area and we want to distract them to investigate something else that's not even a really a real thing so we might fake these videos or whatever that's one way of looking at it it could be another way of you know if this is actually some kind of drone technology that we have um like sort of flexing our muscles at our enemies saying hey you better watch out because we have this or it could be could be extraterrestrial i mean that's that's a whole other topic in and of itself. That's and true. It gets, That's true. It gets really weird too because one of those videos, at least one of those videos, like you're talking about, like the go fast and like the the tic tac and that that kind of stuff, right? Is what you're sort of alluding to. One of those videos was actually leaked on the above top secret forums, like way back in like 2004 or something, and you could still find the thread on there. And this person leaks this video with this story about you know about it and stuff and people on the forums are just like nah dude you you're complete bullshit we don't believe anything you have to say this is all crap (laughs) turns out 15 years later or whatever it comes out that it's no this is a real thing so that's why i mean that's an example of why i always try to be a little open-minded even when i'm skeptical of something not to dismiss it immediately without at least giving it a fair chance because hey, once in a great while, it turns out to be real. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah it's all crazy yeah. till it works. And then it's genius. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess it all really kind of comes down to what is uh, the reality of the the situation. Well, it might not be ours, depending on. Like, I have heard well, that be, that argument. Well, that that's actually what I was. It's what I forgot to mention is that in the the previously released, uh, or at least the yet to be determined, legit or not video with a naval uh, ship witnessing a triangle in the sky that's floating above them uh, that they're mentioning is, is this some sort of uh, drone technology like China has that, you know, that could disable our nuclear powers or our, our fire systems in some way. And if they do, they haven't been talking about it. And, you know, I'm not sure if they would let us know, but (laughs) it's just, that's crazy. And it's just, I, I don't think we're at that that point in time yet where our drone technology can defy the laws of physics and do what it has done so far like with the eyewitness video that we have released and confirmed by our government like it's they apparently like this isn't like we're just barely scraping the surface with a lot of this stuff and we still haven't gotten to see most other footage that they probably have that they're sitting on they're like oh well they shit their pants with that you know wait until they see this yeah, it's an interesting topic. I mean, those I think those ones are for like a whole other episode. But uh, let's this one. I think we're about t- ready to wrap up this episode on the Varginha UFO sighting uh, slash alien sighting. Any final thoughts? Yeah, man. I mean, uh, I think this vagina sighting was um, was a very interesting one. You know, and there's a lot of pictures you can pull up online about it. You know, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 but but um, you know, well, it's basically that's what the internet was invented for, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I endorse this this vagina. I even think, uh, sorry, Agent Ether, but I think I even sent you that. I was like trying to spell Virginia like by myself, and I think I sent you Virginia, and I was like, oh. it's very offensive, you know. No, uh, my my final thoughts are: I remain a skeptic. I was not, you know. Uh, I didn't take this case too seriously. <laughs> so much of the witness accounts, you know, uh, I feel like they can't be actually collaborated, especially like a lot of the military 
accounts, you know, there there's eyewitnesses, but they're anonymous. And I'm never too excited about yeah. those kind of cases. And I really, I wish there were more UFO sightings in this case, more than the whole Roswell alien body type of witnessing. Yeah. Part of the problem with this case is that a lot of the eyewitness testimony is actually in a different language that none of us speak. So I was able to find some translations and whatnot, but it's there's not really a whole lot available on this case, unfortunately. But what there is available is we do have, like I said earlier, there's multiple witnesses and there's just there's too much going on for me to believe that it was all just made up or it was all just nothing. Um, I'm convinced the very least that something strange happened and what that is, I, I'm not necessarily convinced that these were alien creatures, but something really, really weird happened at the very least. And I think that if, if you're willing to take some of these witness testimonies at face value, I think it's absolutely possible that an extraterrestrial craft was uh, crashed down in Brazil and the creatures were, you know, maybe they were injured in the crash. Maybe whatever their propulsion system is, some form of radiation or something made them sick. Some happened. Some definitely yeah. happened. I maybe our what, atmosphere but. is not compatible, so they can't breathe it, and that's why they looked sick. Who knows? But even if you don't believe that there were strange creatures sighted, even if you don't believe most of it, at the very least, something weird happened. I'm convinced of that much at least. Definitely enough to send out government entities. You know, that, that yeah. No, nobody just wants to rush up and waste government money. I mean, well, maybe, you know, take that back. Well, maybe there's well, a lot. <laughs> take the, that I mean, back. The, the simplest back. way of putting it is that they're not going to be there for no reason. Right? Exactly. Right. Yeah. All right. I guess that about wraps it up for this week's episode. Thanks for listening. You can follow the show on Twitter at AlienConPod. We also have an email address, AlienConPod at ProtonMail.com. We would love to hear from you. And don't forget to check out our Facebook group slash page, AlienConPod.